have a nail clipping I on do. the front I of I just shirt. clipped her nails like two minutes Hold ago. On. Okay. I'm taking a picture. Way to go for clipping her nails because oh. that's the hardest thing to do as a parent. It is horrible. And though, you know, she, uh, <laughs> she's gotten a little better about it because now she, now she really likes, cause I used to count while I clipped it. I'd be like, okay, we just have to get to 10 and I go one. And now she goes, as long as she gets to count you're better than me i still bite bo's nails off he won't let me use clippers oh yeah i do that too yeah he'll let me bite them but he won't let me clip them i tried that one time and i nelly was just like what the hell is happening this is horrible my nails are getting longer which is an appropriate response i think (laughs) yeah Instead, he's like, bite it. Rest our little baby hearts. When I when I pull out the clippers, he's like, no, no. Yeah. Let's go to bite it. He's like, bite it. And I bite it and he goes, see, see, see. And he wants to see the clipping before I throw it away. Oh, we should have saved that one. Nelly's for him. Now, what did I do? Threw it on the ground like an asshole. That's so funny. I was like, where did I just put that nail clipping? Did I just sprinkle it into my own rug? I think I did. Welcome to Baddest Mothers in the Room. I'm Tristan. I'm the mother of Nellie, a 23-month-old baby girl. And I'm Casey. I'm the mother of Bo, a two-year and two-month-year-old baby boy. Now, we're the kind of moms who weren't sure if we were going to have babies, but we did, and we're here to talk about it. And we are not looking for judgment, but you can tell us what you think at any point. In time. <laughs> we are not professionals, so don't take our advice if we give you any too seriously. We are just here to talk about the perils of parenting. Yay! <laughs> that was. We switched it up because yeah, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. <laughs> Spooky. We're spooky. Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Oh, we changed it up. Yeah, that was Freaky Friday. Oh, man, we Freaky Friday the crap out of that. And it's only Wednesday? <laughs> Sorry, there's a piece of hair that was, like, coming down into my yeah, eye so in a weird way. So with zero plan whatsoever, we switched our roles in the opening, and yeah. that's what you got. So yeah. You're scary. Welcome, um, speaking of Halloween, we touched on this briefly, just getting right into it. We got things to do. (gasps) Before we get right into it, we have a guest today. Her name is Leanne. Yes. She is so cool. Yes. She has a million... mm, Three kids. Three three children um, who all came to her in various ways. Very, very various. Um, And we will talk about that later. She's amazing. Please stay tuned for that. Yes. Um, Yeah. Don't just listen to half and then leave. I'm assuming no do? one's ever done that, but what a, yeah. What like, a weirdo. Like, hang on. Um, they're like, ugh, I only want to listen to Casey and Tristan. Ugh, this, God, whoever this the, third person is. They're the person best. Is. Everyone's the worst. Yeah, everyone stinks. Anyway, um, ha- Halloween! Boo. Uh, boo, spooky. It is not Halloween Scary. yet. It will be in eight days. Well, by the time I edit this and publish yeah. it, it's going to be Halloween. Yeah. Also spooky. But... Our babies are obsessed with Halloween. Yes. They I, can't even. I do not understand why Halloween is so interesting to two-year-olds. Well, because it's different, I think. I guess. Like, everything is different, right? So, you walk by a house. It's a dumbass house, but it's got, like, spider webs and ghosts <laughs> and skeletons and zombies and, <laughs> and Frankensteins. Also, like, oh, oh, so it doesn't really look scary to them yet because they don't understand, like, really. Yeah, what that those that things are dead or scared. Or yeah. or, so now they're just walking by and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So for Bo, it all started because Mark took him to Target. <laughs> and at Target. And they have that, like, spooky corner or so, whatever. Target has an entire like marketing campaign around Halloween and it's called Hide and Eek. Oh, right. And I know everything about market, the marketing at Target right now around Halloween because of Bo. So Hide and Eek is what they do. And so they're very skeleton heavy at Target, I feel. Hmm. So there's this <laughs> skeleton DJ. Cool. 
DJ like, Bones. Uh, like DJ Bones, of course. And he's at his turntables. Mm-hmm. He's playing the Macarena, but it's not the Macarena. It's the Macabre Arena. Wow, that is uh, deep. That's. I think they did a good job with that. Profound target. So they're playing the Macabre Arena, and it's the hide and eek thing, right? So. Is this at the Peterson Target? It's at every I've, Target. I've never so, seen this. Well, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's at every Target, but I frequent at least three Targets, unfortunately, be, just because... Well, there's I, one near your work. I live by one. There's one immediately by my work. And then when I um, on Thursday nights when I teach at a theater company, there's one directly across the street. So I end up going to Target way more than I've ever <laughs> intended my life. And so hide and eek is their thing. And so then Mark made a video of Bo seeing this DJ at Heidenik. So now Bo wants to see this video on repeat. Uh, mm-hmm. So now he's in love with skeletons. He's in, la- in love with this whole Heidenik concept, whatever that is to him. Does he say Heidenik? He says, <laughs> he, if he wants to watch the video, he goes, skeleton, skeleton, Heidenik, Heidenik, <laughs> love that he knows sort of macabre macabre he doesn't know what macabre means he doesn't even know what the macarena is but he gets kind of that word yes so then we have to play this so my whole mission in life for the past week has been to get the most friendly skeleton related decorations into our home oh love it and have you done so i think i did a pretty good job good spooky um, scary. Werewolf bar mitzvah. Spooky. Scary. <laughs> um, Nellie is also obsessed with Halloween. Her main thing is just the concept of Halloween in general, or just saying Halloween. Or she loves pumpkins. Yes. She, like, if you're walking down the street, every single house that has a pumpkin on the doorstep, she goes, Mommy, pumpkins, pumpkins, mommy. <laughs> And we have a bunch of decorative gourds in our home. Not the one I'm gesturing to. That's the one she de- decorated in school. But we have a bunch on our mantle. And we had some in our uh, in our centerpiece on the table. But Chris moved them to the mantle. Whatever. Um, but she would make us put them all on the floor. And she'd, she would just go, play with pumpkins. Play with pumpkins, mommy. Play with pumpkins. I love you, pumpkins. I love you. So she is a pumpkin fiend. So she's going to be a pumpkin for Halloween, even though we have that ladybug costume that you gave us and yeah. that she has worn around for fun. Um, but but for Halloween, Halloween proper, we're going to do, she's going to be a pumpkin. Well, that's what I fear too. We have a Superman costume for him. Oh. But then we also have skeleton pajamas. Oh. And I'm like, oh, he's so into his skeleton pajamas that I think that might actually end up being his... Halloween costume. Yeah. And are you doing the whole, the traipse around the neighborhood on Saturday? Uh, yes. We're doing the traipse around the neighborhood on Saturday. And then he's coming to my work on Tuesday for oh, their... Jesus Christ. Trick-or-treating at work thing. Oh, so it's not like you're supposed to be doing work during it. Or are you? I have to work for like, it's a two-hour thing and I have a half-hour thing during it. But whatever. He'll be fine. Um, and then actual Halloween, I don't think we'll do shit. Hmm. We might because um, we're going to Pennsylvania tomorrow. Spooky, Spooky. scary. A red state. Are they a red state? I don't know. <laughs> I think they're a swing, aren't they? I think you're right. Um, anyway, we're going there tomorrow. And so we're missing like the Halloween festivities in the neighborhood. I know. And we're sad about that. And she's going to, I mean, they're going to have it at daycare on Halloween proper, but now I'm kind of like, eh, should we take her trick or treating? I know. Because one block north of us is all like single family homes and it's a big trick or treating destination. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might, I don't know. She might just be horrified. I was thinking of going up to the neighbors and being like, Hey, can I leave this little thing of pirate's booty with you and then you give it to us in half an hour? <laughs> right. And not give us actual sweets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would love to take Bo Trick or Treating, but on actual Halloween, I actually, 
It's like the one day where I cannot, no questions asked, leave work early because I'm presenting something, you know? Oh. So, but. In costume? (laughs) Well, that's what I said. I was like, I'm going to dress up on Halloween. I was like, I'm literally teaching diversity in being inclusive. Oh. Sexism, racism, how you need to approach your coworkers. And I was like, I can't dress up as a weird ghost and be like, how are you treating your coworkers? Why do you think the ghosts that work in your office are going to be offended? I think everyone should be offended. <laughs> Remember, uh, well, that was, oh, when was that? It must have been like 10 years ago when you were slutty Steve Jobs. Yeah, that, it was when he, when he passed. Yeah. We had a show, people, that was, supposed, that was intentionally offensive. And Steve Jobs died like two days before Halloween or the day of or the day yeah. before. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be sexy Steve Jobs. <laughs> So I did it like was cut so off good. jean shorts, cut off black tank top. No, turtleneck. It was a right, like crop yeah, top uh, turtleneck. Turtleneck. Yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it was a hit. Yeah. It was, and I look good. You, you did. You look great. <laughs> a little better than he did. Thanks. Yeah. A lot of better. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Nellie loves Halloween. It's really weird. We read Halloween books every night. And there's pumpkins everywhere. Do you have a lot of Halloween books? We do. We have well, like five or six. Really? Yeah. What? Five or six Halloween books? Well, and I, and I bought her a new one, which she has not seen because I'm saving it for the plane tomorrow. Oh. There's a Halloween book, and I bought her two books of like sticker books where you can like put them on and take them off again. You know, Whoa. like reusable stickers because she loves stickers right now. Whoa. Um, we have one Halloween book. That's amazing. Mm, mm. Yeah. I don't know why we have so many. A couple are from last year, and then my mom sent a couple. And yeah. Isn't it funny, like, last year's stuff where you're like, this is never going to mean anything else, and you're like, this means something. <laughs> this means something. Um. Yeah. So happy Halloween, everybody. Spooky, scary. Spooky. How has your... <coughs> I feel like this is a good lead-in Thank to you. your your week of, yes. of illness. <coughs> so, <coughs> my fail... <coughs> if you haven't guessed, <laughs> my fail is the fact that I had bronchitis. Um, non-contagious, everyone relax. Um, we are sharing a microphone. Yes, so we are, but everyone at home can relax as well. Um, yes, so... I, last week, all of a sudden, last Monday night, all of a sudden, I was like, I feel horrible. Like, in an instant. It happened in an instant. And so I called off work on Tuesday, and I just, like, didn't do anything. I actually felt like a diva, because I was like, the ba- Mark had to work that day, and the babysitter still came and took Bo and did the whole thing, and I was just, like, in my bed. And then Wednesday I went to work and I was like, I feel better. And then Thursday it came back and I was like, no, you don't, bitch. <laughs> and then I called off work Thursday and Friday. Oh, my. Um, and I've had this horrible cough. And it was just like some weird bronchitis. Went to the doctor. They're just like, here's this inhaler that cost me 40 goddamn dollars. Even on insurance? On Even insurance. on private insurance? I did say did you forget to run my insurance? And they said, no, we ran it. It would be $80 without your insurance. What kind of savings is that? I feel like all, when you get drugs on insurance, it's like this pill, this one pill is supposed to cost $390, and instead it costs one. Yeah. Um, the real problem is the fact that none of that shit costs any of that. Yeah. And insurance companies just decide to mark it up because why not? charge you for something that you desperately need to survive. Right. Thanks, so, that one guy with the EpiPen. Fuck you, EpiPen people. What's that guy's name? You know, that guy. I hate him. I don't know. But fuck you. <laughs> and fuck you, insulin guy. And fuck you, inhaler guy. And fuck you, anyone that does this shit. And fuck you, AIDS drugs guy. Yeah. Yeah. You just decided to charge money for this shit. I'm Googling EpiPen guy. So, in addition to that illness, as you might remember from the last episode, I'm on Whole30. Martin Shkreli. Fuck you, Martin Shkreli. <laughs> you should be on Whole30, Martin. You little okay. piece so of shit. So, you're on Whole30, so you're malnourished. Yes. So, and then I'm sick. 
So I start cheating on Whole30 because I have to. Yeah. My doctor's literally like, you need to drink hot water and honey. I'm like, all right, great. You can't have honey? No, you can't have honey on Whole30. So that's where like the whole cheating like really got going for me. <laughs> um, so I just did it. And then in the meantime, I just felt like I was like a bad mom. You know, it's like, oh my gosh. I, the days I called off work, Bo was still there, right? So I'm like, all right, I'm here. And I would normally be at work, and I'm not at work because I'm sick. So it's okay that Bo is literally in the other room playing with someone. Yeah. But I I could not deal with that. I had to be like, but I'm home, so I should go play with Bo, right? Oh, come on, man. Get your rest. I know. I couldn't. Mm -hmm. So on the Tuesday that I was sick, so I slept in, and I did it. I actually slept in. And I slept till like nine. Mm. And when I woke up, no one was there. Mark was at work and Bo was with the babysitter at our friend's house. And I like was like, oh, wow. Okay. So I made myself some food and I did some stuff and I relaxed a while and I was, I was just sick. I laid around sick. Yeah. And then around noon like right before nap time for Bo I was like I gotta go get him I can't do this Aww. and so I went and got him and brought him home and played with him and took him to bed for a nap and I was like oh my god and I was so exhausted afterwards I was like why did I do that oh what and, a good mom no and that's why I'm making it my mom fail because a good mom would have let him just do his thing and instead I selfishly went and got him and brought him home and made him be with me. Aww. Was he at least a nice boy? Was Ah, uh, yeah, I think cuddly, he was a nice boy, but it was definitely guy. like after he went down for a nap, I was like, God damn, it's like what I just worked out for like five days <laughs> after that. Um I was sick too, but not as bad your son's way worse. But I had like the sinus infection that would not die. And I finally went so I took off, no. So I went into work one day and I was like, oh my God, I feel fucking horrible. So I was like, I'm going to work from, I'm going to leave early. I'm going to bring home my computer. I'll work from home tomorrow and maybe the next day. We'll mm-hmm. see. And then the next day I woke up and I couldn't even work from home. Whoa. Like I couldn't even do like, I'm working from home and like just kind of like do emails or what. Like yeah. I just, I couldn't even, like, I didn't even have the strength to log on. Would it be fair to say you can't even? I can't even. Yeah. So I just took a sick day, which I mean, makes sense. Like I feel like I did the right thing there, but it just seemed crazy because it's like, usually when you're at home sick, you're like, I just don't want to like get dressed and like go to <laughs> yeah. like take the train and like haul my ass and like get other people sick. But I literally was like, I can't think like. Yeah, I that can't. was me. I was like, couldn't think straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so I took a day off and then I worked from home and then I was just sick forever. And then I finally was like, I got to go to the doctor, dude. And then they gave me steroids and antibiotics so the steroids are done because that was only three days but the antibiotics were 10 so I'm still trucking along on that right now (laughs) but I'm like I've had I've had a headache for like five days oh my god me too weird I thought maybe it was from the antibiotics because at first I was like oh it's a sinus headache no every time I wake up I'm like why is my head pounding yeah it feel mine feels like a wine headache, you know, like that yes, kind of like yes, yes. dull all over. Yes, like, <laughs> um, that's exactly yeah. it. So, so every morning I'm like, take my vitamins, take my antibiotics, take a couple of leave. All I have is a nailer. Yeah, that's, <coughs> yeah. Stop that. <laughs> so we're sickly, um, but we're surviving. That leads into my fail. Should I go Please. into my fail? My fail uh, is related in that, and I mean, I don't even know if there's anything I can do about it, but I just feel like right now we're going through a phase where Nellie is either injured or ill, like constantly. Like she has not been visibly well. Oh, 
in a month, probably. Like, it's either just runny nose or we were, um, or she has a fat lip right now because she, like, wiped out at daycare and had a bloody, got bitter lip and got a big bloody lip. And then she had, like, another runny nose. (laughs) And then she, we were at our friend's house and she got into a, an altercation with another little child and has a black eye. Like, you can still see it a little. Like, she got, he pushed her off this. Uh, what the hell happened? Well, at first we thought that she got hit by, like, this toy that Chris was handing her after the kid, like, hurled her off this, like, giraffe bicycle thing. Um, but then... But Chris was like, that doesn't make any sense because, like, I did hit her with it, but it wasn't anywhere near her eye. Like, it was kind of, like, down by her chin. Like, I don't... So she's just a mess. Like, she... So right now, it's faded enough that it just looks like she's super tired. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she had, like, a total purple eye. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just, like... I feel like they're going to call DCFS on us. Like, I'm just like, we're just sending her to daycare trashed or they're sending her back trashed. And I just, I don't know. Oh, and the big thing was she didn't. So earlier this week, so probably like Thursday, she just stopped eating. And we're, and she's a good eater. And she just like wouldn't eat anything. And she was eating like, um, maybe like one little like fork full of fish and what? like one sweet potato square and like a spoonful of peas and then would be like, all done, all done. And, so, and she did that for like three days. She just like wasn't eating anything. And I was like, I don't know if her stomach hurts. I don't know if it's teething. I don't know if she's um, a toddler. You know, because like you like you always hear people saying like, oh, yeah, my kid ate like a Tootsie Roll for dinner tonight or whatever. So I was trying to like be cool about it. And then Chris and I took her to the park and then we came back home and he was going out with friends. So like the minute he left, she took this huge smelly dump and I was like, "Okay, I'll go change you. And it was like vanilla pudding. Vanilla pudding what and I was like what the fuck is going on because I know like white poop is like the worst poop you can have white poop is bad um so your liver is done broke (laughs) yeah so I was like shit so so I like totally overcompensated because I didn't I don't know why I like didn't want to freak her out but also we're like starting to think about potty training so I don't want her to think that poop is bad at all or smelly or whatever so I was just like okay oh great okay everything's fine honey I'm just gonna clean up this poopy no problem la 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 and I'm like hyperventilating like what is happening so then I was like, okay, wait, I got to like look up white poop because I know it's bad, but I don't know what it like what I have to do. And so then I couldn't find my phone and I was like, fuck, did I leave it at the fucking park somehow? And now Chris is gone. So then I'm like, okay, I looked everywhere for my phone and like couldn't find it. So I'm like, ah, so I just put on videos for Nelly, which I never do. But I was just like, ah. I got to, well, not never, never is a strong word, but rarely do. Um, So I put on, she was like, Halloween, Halloween. So I put on Halloween baby shark she wanted. (laughs) So I put that on because I think they watch that stuff at daycare uh, sometimes. So she like knows all the videos. Okay, here. Um, So I put that on. I'm like trying to get on my computer and she's trying to help me, you know, because she loves computers. Um, And my computer instantly dies. And I'm like, (laughs) ah. So I finally get it to go back up again, and I went to do find my iPhone, but then while I was uh, re-logging, like, <laughs> it made me change my password. So then, <laughs> so then while I'm, changing, I'm like, ah. so while I'm changing my password, then I get an email to reset it, but I hear it on my phone oh my buzz, God. like just on the mantle or whatever. Right. Even though I searched there like 12 times already. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, got to Google white poop. And it's like, 
oh, call the doctor immediately. Oh, no. Uh, and I was like, okay, okay, call the doctor. And it's like four on a Saturday, so maybe the doctor will be in. They're not. It's, you know, after hours. So it's like, if it's an emergency and you want to have your, well, if it's an emergency, go to the emergency room. If you want to have the doctor paged, who's on call, click this, you know, dial this thing. So I did. And then the lady who answered the phone, um, you know, like the receptionist or whatever, was like, um, took all my information and then goes, so we can only page a doctor if this is an emergency. Is this an emergency? And I was like, I don't know. You tell like, me. <laughs> like I, that's why I'm calling you. If it were an emergency, I would take her to the emergency room. Like, I don't, I don't know. And uh, she's like, okay, well, I can't, I can't page them if it's not an emergency. And I was like, okay, well, her, her poop is white. And she's like, that's an emergency. I was, like, I was like, okay. And she's like, um, so then she's like, okay, you know, you may incur a fee because it's like a, I'm like, fine. I'm like, fine. I don't care. Um, so then they called me back. The doctor called me back like 20 minutes later and was like, like comically dismissive of it. And I was like, okay, you know, cause I kind of figured everything was fine. It was just cause she wasn't eating and like, wasn't getting, you know, had some kind of stomach bug, wasn't getting any kind of nourishment. Um, and that's basically what the doctor said. Like she was just like, it's just cause she it's probably because she hasn't been doing this. She hasn't been having multiple loose stools. Like this was the only, she had had diarrhea the day before, but they didn't say it was white. And I feel like they would have mentioned that at daycare. Um, right. so, uh, yeah. So like two bouts of diarrhea in two days isn't really noteworthy sure um and she so she was just kind of like keep an eye on it and then I asked like 400 questions like over and over again the same questions because I felt like she wasn't giving me enough directives but whatever then everything was fine but I was just like (laughs) and the whole time and Nellie watched like an hour of cartoons probably like enough that she got tired of it which is literally (laughs) yeah she's like I'm done with this can we do something else now um Oh. But yeah, so that happens. So wow. everything's fine. She's fine now. She's like eating like a horse again. So like everything. But I mean, she still has, she has her fat lip now. But I'm just like, can't, can I just keep her in one piece for like two days? And I'm kind of worried. Like, I think the the not eating thing, I feel like she must have had some kind of stomach bug or something. And I'm mm-hmm. a little worried it's from, we got this new toilet seat. Oh yeah, that like I sat on it. Oh, the the baby one or the yes, yes. So oh, you um, couldn't flip it up. Fun fact: <laughs> when Stop I when me. I got here today, mm-hmm. I had to pee so desperately bad. I had to pee for some time that I went, and then I had to say hi to your fucking friends. Yeah, so I was sorry. like, oh blah, blah, I gotta go. I have to pee. <laughs> So the second I could dismiss myself from saying hi to their friend, I went directly to the bathroom and I was like, oh, fuck, I, I had to be so bad. It was like go time. So I just like threw up the toilet seat and sat down and immediately my butt cheeks were like, this feels too small. <laughs> so then I stood up and I was like, oh my God, I'm sitting on like, they have a toilet seat. They don't have a baby toilet, right? They have like, a seat that attaches between the lid and the normal seat. So it's like, open up the lid, open up the baby seat, open up the regular seat, open up the mango pee-pee area. So I was just like, "Ah, ah, oh, why does my butt cheeks feel so squished in? Why are my legs so wet? So I jumped up and I hadn't peed yet. And I was like, oh my God, it's a piece of bad. And I was like, oh God, fucking baby seat. And I threw it up and I sat back down. And then I peed and I was like, oh my God. God, <laughs> but I did notice it, and I did put my naked butt cheeks on it. Oh, so. good. Sorry, That's, Millie. Uh, she's fine. Um, but that thing is supposed to like if you lift the lid up, it's supposed to go up with it. But it definitely it had. Not. It has not a couple times. So I it did not I today know. for sure. And also, it's just not as nice of a toilet seat as we used to have. Like it's just not as sturdy for your butt. No, and um, my butt felt very weird. On that. <laughs> well, anyway, so 
we got that for her and she was so excited like because because we just got it because she's so into talking about pee pee on the potty and she wants to pee on the potty and when i pee on the potty she sits on the trash can because you know it's got, got a lid and it's white so it looks like a little toilet kind of so she just started sitting so i was like chris we should like figure out like even if we're not going to potty train her i want the it to be available so we got it and she's like obsessed with it but then she kept sticking her hand in the toilet like in the water and so I would you know I would wash her hands after but I'm kind of worried that maybe that's why she got sick like belly sick because she kept gross putting her hands in the toilet (laughs) (sighs) gross potty training am I right I didn't want to do the little potty because I think it's gross to have to empty it out all the time and like clean it a little poopy little thing that doesn't flush. But this also has turned out to be gross. I feel like no matter what we're going to do, everyone's at least going to get a bug or a pink eye. So it doesn't really matter. Like you're going to get it. So let's just go there. Let's go there. No matter what happens, there's still going to be shit. Yeah, fucked. Yeah, fucked. So that's that. Um, what so I have a mom win. Let's yes, talk about something yes, positive. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so as we've already talked about, I've been ill. Um, and now I'm just like getting through it. I'm fine now. I just have an inhaler, whatever. So this weekend we decided we were going to go to Michigan because of nothing. <laughs> because of the fact that we had nothing to fucking do. Your life was too easy. Yes. We we're just like, let's just go over the fact that we don't actually have a requirement or a commitment. We're just going to go for fun. So we went. And um, on Friday night, I was like, I'm still sick. What do we do? I keep coughing, blah, blah. Come Saturday morning, I'm like, we're still going. We And we went. And it was great. And... One of the things I really wanted to do while we were there was take a family photo because it was going to be like, oh, the leaves are turning and it's going to be really pretty. Nature. Nature and all that. And fall in Michigan. And uh, uh, what's his name? Tim the Toolman Taylor. Does he do those? Tim pure, Allen. Pure Tim Michigan. Allen. Yeah. Pure Michigan commercials. It's like, <laughs> Get out. Get so out. this house is only for poo germs, not throat <laughs> germs. So we go and I'm just like the whole time we're there. I'm like, we're having a good time, but I'm still a little sick. And I'm just like, oh, we're never gonna take these family photos. This is not gonna happen. And then we're sitting there at um Mark's mom and stepdad's house, and it's kind of starting to be evening, and the light is just on this perfect angle. And it's shining on the golf course that is behind their house. Ooh la la. And I'm just like, okay, everybody get ready. <laughs> We're going to go take pictures over there. Isn't that called something? Like there's a certain hour that's like the witching hour of photography. Sure. Like, I don't know what it is, but I fucking I found it. So <laughs> it's like, go, go, go. So Mark went and got dressed. We got Bo dressed. I went and like Touched up my makeup as much as I could. And they're not perfect because we clearly, like, weren't totally prepared. But it's like, go, go, go. And we, like, jumped the fence of their house to get into the golf course. And we got under this, like, really nice tree that had the leaves falling. And we just took our pictures. And I was like, boom, motherfuckers, these are our holiday photos. Done. Nice. And I took a bunch of pictures of Bo individually as well. And I felt really good. And I was like, yep. Good work. Thank you. Good work. Uh, my mom went is less exciting, but uh, remember how we were horrified that I had left my bed unmade for the cat to pee pee in when, <laughs> yeah. when we were uh, when we were away in Michigan. Um, I have made my bed every day since. I've made it every day since with throw pillows. <laughs> And everything, and that's extra hard because Chris gets up after me. Oh, and you still make the bed? Mm-hmm. And Chris does not make the bed. Yeah, that's him. Well, that's the important thing to note, really. He doesn't get after, up after me every day, but 
85% of the time he gets up after me. And 100% of the time, you're the one that makes the bed. Yes, he has never made the bed. But it's funny because he loves having the bed made, like more than I do. So? <laughs> I know. Men are the worst. <sighs> Can I even? Can't I can't even. So I'm very pleased with myself, but really that's my only win. I think it was my win was going to be the original plan when I thought about it earlier was that so today I worked from home because I the only time I could get a hair appointment in the near future was today in the afternoon. So I was like, great, I'm going out of town the next day. I'll work from home. I'll take my lunch break, have the hair appointment, come back because it's like near here. Um, And then I'll be home in time to like pack because packing for a toddler is a fucking nightmare. Um, So that was my, I was like, I'm going to talk about how great it is that I was able to do that. And like, what a privilege to, you know, be able to do that. But still like I nailed it and la la la. But then the day was like such a train wreck. I mean, it was fine, but I was just like really stressed out all day because I was like trying to do like get enough work done because I feel a lot of pressure when I work from home to get so much that you're doing it. Yeah. So I always get more work done when I work from home than when I work in the office. Just like because I'm like, ah, it's hilarious because you're not allowed to work from home. Yet you work. from home. No, I am now. Oh, because okay. I when I got my title change, we were oh, uh, part. I did, yes. Uh, one, we worked to um, part of my title change and job and position change um, was that I that I am allowed to work from home, but uh, a lot of the time it's just not possible. Like with my job, there's just times I have to be in the office. You look like you're gonna cry. <laughs> no, I'm I'm really excited for you. Oh, thank you. So uh, so yeah, so I can now. Um, but I still, I just, I feel a lot of pressure to make it worth it, you know, so that <laughs> like my coworkers don't feel like I've abandoned them or anything, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, so all day I was like, <laughs> and so I just like, it, it was just like so stressful all day. And I feel like I, st- and I knew we had to record tonight or got to record tonight. Sorry. Most willingly. <laughs> but we're, you know, we're leaving. We have to leave the house at 5.30 a.m. tomorrow. Oh, we got to wrap this shit up. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, it just ended up like, it wasn't a mom fail, but it just was like, I was like, this is going to be my win. And then I was like, no, it totally sucked. And now it's my <laughs> fail. And thank you. I mm. talked to my mom briefly, too. And she was like, oh, wait, so Nellie's not there, even though you're home? And I was like... Bitch, there is no way I could get anything Can't done if that little person was in this house. <laughs> All right. I think on that note, we should wrap this shit up because this girl has to go home and we still have an interview to do. Oh, with yeah. We got to conduct that interview. So let's take a quick break. And we're back. And we have got our special guest, Leanne, with us. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Hi, Leanne. We're so glad you're on. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Now, Leanne is a a listener. Oh, hello. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. See? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. (laughs) On Halloween, a dog could turn into a cat. Oh, wait. Oh, anything can happen. Weren't you just thinking... Bohemian Rhapsody? Anyone oh. can see. <laughs> Nothing really matters. Nothing really matters. Okay. <laughs> so it's not anything can yeah, happen. Yeah, it's like co- actually completely the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> anything can happen. <laughs> Nothing ever happens. <laughs> In Blaine. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, Everything's geez. falling apart. Welcome, Leanne. Um, so, Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne, you've got a whole interesting story. You have all these kids that came into your life in different ways. Yes, all of these kids. That's exactly how I describe them. <laughs> Do you want to give us kind of like a, a top line uh, run through or a bottom line run through? I don't know. And then we'll interrupt you and ask a million questions about it. Yes, that would be that would be perfect. Okay. So... Um, my husband and I have three kids and it feels like a million <laughs> and our, 
It does. Our oldest is seven, and he was um, like textbook planned. I was like, you know, charting and all of the things, and he, I knew exactly what my due date was going to be, and um, everything went textbook perfect. I was um, 29. I had an unmedicated delivery assisted by a midwife and a hospital, wow. and it was, you know, it was like just the way that, um, you know, a textbook would, would go. And, um, when I've always felt, um, the desire to adopt. And, uh, so when he was about one, I'm also like a spreadsheet nerd and super highly organized. I love spreadsheets. Um, and so I started to research adoption because it's so overwhelming. There's like all the different ways and all these different things to think about. So um, I made spreadsheets with tabs for every agency and every country and um, spent an entire year just researching and talking with people and trying to figure out like what the best fit for our family would be so that when he turned two, we could kind of hit the ground running. So we did that. And to make a long story short, we went through some foster care training with one agency and It wasn't a great fit for our family, and we switched to a different agency. And um, then two days after switching to a different agency, a friend of mine that um, my husband and I went to graduate school with had someone that she knew um, that was looking to place her baby up um, for adoption. And uh, she was a young mom, and she was 30 30 weeks, I think, um, when we connected with her. And let me think, maybe 31 weeks, something like that. And I sh- I would have remembered this um, at the time, but it's been five years. Because <laughs> it's probably on a spreadsheet. We somewhere. now have a kindergartner, and ah! I can't even remember. Um, so our little girl entered our life through a domestic, local, private adoption, which basically means we did not go through um, an agency. We went through adoption attorneys. Um, it's like a kind of she fell into our family in an orchestrated way, a higher power, God, or, or whatever you believe. Um, she is only in our family because of that. And it is the most beautiful, awesome, crazy, heartbreaking, painful, overwhelming thing in the whole world. And she looks just like her um, biological mom. And we have a great relationship with her first family. And she started kindergarten this year and she's spunky and fiery and spicy and strong and independent and frilly and covered with glitter all the time. (laughs) She's amazing. And, um, yeah, she's just the greatest. But my, you know, my oldest is the typical type A older child. He's my rule follower. He, um, he's definitely a handful, but he is, um, just, very black and white, um, and parenting him is re- kind of like my pregnancy with him it was. It's relatively textbook. It's not easy, but it's not um, especially challenging yet. Uh, I will say, I-, I also have a toddler, and I'll get to that, but since I'll have toddlers, it gets so much more fun when they get a little bit older. Uh, the toddler <laughs> years are not, they're not my favorite. And um, my oldest can read, like, chapter books. He can go to the bathroom by himself. He can take a shower by himself. Yes. He can put his laundry away. Totally. It's glorious. I love this. But he's still, ooh. Ooh. So like he's porn. still young <laughs> enough that he like he like wants to snuggle and he still thinks I'm like kind of cool. So he <laughs> hasn't gotten he hasn't lost that yet. So he's still like kind of a baby and I love it so much. Oh my gosh. That's um so and sweet. so then we have so we have Wesley, our oldest, and then we have Eloise, our little kindergartner. And um, Eloise is not textbook. She is just a whole, a whole lot of of person in this like teeny tiny little body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we thought like we have a boy and we have a girl. I do not like being pregnant, so I was like, I don't, you know, we may adopt again, but um, you know that that would be fine. But I'm not really interested. So uh, my husband had a vasectomy. He's um, I've talked about this publicly before but he's always embarrassed when I talk about this but we were done like and if we're gonna have more kids we're gonna we're gonna adopt are y'all okay over there that was loud <laughs> she's fine she was oh. Cat, Casey's just raspy 
sorry. Um, she, I think she got a, 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 a stray fingernail in her throat. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I hate when that happens. <laughs> Stop sucking on my shirt. I'll top. There's fingernails in the ear. <laughs> Uh, okay, so sorry. Okay, so okay, he got good. the vasectomy, and it's embarrassing because so, yes, we talk had about a vasectomy. his Yes, so my husband has a vasectomy, and um, I, like I said, type A, very organized. I make him go back and get checked. So for all of your listeners not familiar with this process, you get a vasectomy, and then that does not mean that you are, like, good to go. You still what? have all the sperm in you, and you have to, right? Okay, you have to clear it out. <laughs> so it can... I can't remember how many times it needs to get cleared out for it to be cleared out, but it's a lot. And so it's like three to six months of clearing out for it to all be gone. So let me pause right there. So if a man has a vasectomy, if you're going to have intercourse after a vasectomy, you should still use protection for three to six months or six months probably then? Yes. Yes. And then, so he will go back and get and like give his sample and make sure that there are no swimmers. Oh. So until he gets no swimmers, you got to do you got to protect yourself in other ways. So he did that, he got no he got zero sperm count and let's see um about 4 months later I was 2 weeks late <laughs> and I like the rational 34-year-old thought I was going through menopause. Because that's the only thing that makes any sense, right? Yeah, it's impossible. I mean, it's just logical. So um, before I embarrassed myself by going to the OBGYN and telling her, like, I'm going through menopause, (laughs) I took a pregnancy test and was pregnant and died. Like, it was was so traumatic. And so I called my husband. He was at work. And I was like, are you sitting down? And he was like, yes. And I was like, well, I'm pregnant. And the thing was, like, we were not against having more children. I was just against having a baby come out of my body. Sure, sure. So the, the like, fact that we were going to have a baby was, like, it, it got exciting. Um, but y'all said on your last show about um, having three kids is the hardest number to have. Yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I love that. I laughed really hard. Like, yeah, why? Well, it was terrifying thinking about adding another child to our family. Um, and it took me a while to kind of, not that I wasn't excited about like our child, but I was like, I love these two other kids that are in my house. How am I going to love another one? And what's that going to do to our family? Because three kids, you have to upgrade like your whole life. You can't drive your normal car because you have all these car seats. Right. And are they, who's going to share a room and how are we going to pay for college? And like all of these things that I'm thinking of, how am I going to work? I had, um, kind of taken a step back in my career when we adopted Eloise and I was like I how am I going to step back even further um so then yeah now we have uh Thomas and he is two and a little bit he turned two in June so however many months that is I know y'all talk at the beginning of the show about how old your little ones (laughs) are and like He's it's two, hard to remember. But he's older than your two. <laughs> <laughs> he's Henry's um, age, our other our other baby friend. Oh, there you go. And he's just the greatest thing. And like we can't and everybody said this when I was pregnant, like you won't be able to imagine your life without him. I was like, Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we can't. He's the greatest thing in the whole wide world. And he has red hair and he's nothing like my other two. Like I thought Eloise was fiery. There's nothing like a redheaded baby. He is awesome especially one that like hysterical he really like fought the system yeah he was like oh yeah you you thought you clipped this yeah you clipped this but yeah Yeah. i found a way that sperm was a rebel yeah Uh (laughs) yeah that sperm like rode in on harley yeah i imagine it like going around and like yeah i'm like going through the fallopian tubes and like doing a somersault dismount (laughs) and like sneaking around sideways my husband is gonna love this He landed. He was just like, yeah. That's what he said. I'm like, here. that was just really, it was really strong sperm, and that's how. Yeah, that's how you got that baby. He put a cigarette so out on say, your ovary, and you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's how we made Thomas. <laughs> so when people say like, "Are you gonna have a fourth?" I'm like, I mean, I used to say when we had two, like, "Oh, I don't know. We may adopt later down the road." And now I feel like I have no idea. 
I don't have any plans. But I didn't have any plans before either. Right. And they, and people will say, like, don't you know where babies come from? <laughs> mm, I don't, actually. Because <laughs> two of my kids are in my family. Because, I mean, yeah, I won't go into Eloise's story that much. But, no, I have no idea where babies come from. Sometimes right. they just end up in our family. And, honestly, the thought, the going from two to three was a big transition for us. The thought of going from three to four doesn't terrify me near as much, especially now that my older kids are a little bit older and in elementary school. It's a little easier to breathe now that they're a little bit bigger. But I also love, they all say in the beginning of the show, like we didn't know if we were going to be parents, but now we are. Like I felt like that too. I think a lot of my friends that I've known for a long time laugh. Like I cannot believe you're a mom with three kids. Like I never thought that this would be my life. And sometimes I'll catch myself like in the, in the, um, door going into the store and I'll catch my reflection and I'm like who is that mom with those three kids yes with me that's that's my life but I wouldn't trade it you know it's like crazy and awesome and exhausting and overwhelming and like the coolest thing and I like love watching my kids get older that's Mm -hmm. been really fun for me because um, babies are really cute um, and toddlers say really funny things, but they're also uh, super hard. Oh, yeah. And like yeah. big fat jerks sometimes. Yeah. Huge, <laughs> huge assholes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the that's, that's like long, long short version of my, my babies. What a, what a whirlwind of a seven years you've had. That is amazing. Right, yeah. It leaves us mm-hmm. with, I think, one million questions. Yeah. Well, I mean, the biggest one, the biggest one here is tell us what having an open adoption is like, mm-hmm. or uh, to be more oh, specific, yeah. like, so you... Can we back up though? Oh, sure, Actually, yes. before we get into like actually having a relationship with the um, uh, the, the maternal mother, um, I'd like yeah. to know, you said, I think we have partially the answer, like you said you didn't enjoy being pregnant, but was there anything mm-hmm. other than that? that inspired you to have a biological baby and then to pursue an adoption? Um, Yeah, so it's really complicated. Um, Adopting is expensive and hard, and having a baby for us was easy. Right, so you had the parts, right? So Mm -hmm. you had to have a a legitimate reason. Yeah, so we had our son first because it was um, I had really good insurance and it was almost free and uh, it was easy to do. Um, but I knew that adoption was really what um, I felt called to do or I felt like led to do my whole life. Like as a child, I knew that I would adopt someday. So that's always been kind of part of my plan and I never was one of those people that felt the desire to um be pregnant uh, my sister really like wanted to be pregnant and I just didn't I mean it was fine and I'm thankful for you know the ability to carry two healthy boys and like give birth and I'm thankful for that opportunity um but I don't I didn't before I did it I didn't feel like that was something that I had to do and you know there's lots of kids in the world that need um good loving families and i felt like we could you know try and do that that's amazing yeah that's so great to like you know that you just like wanted your whole life you're like i'm gonna adopt kids because that's like so not something that i that is in my brain or heart or soul or whatever Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah but i think that's great like there are other things in you that aren't in me and that's okay (laughs) that's why we're all different (laughs) yeah i actually did like next to no research, but I did that at one point in my life too, where I was like, what happens if I adopt a baby? And kind of went and looked and was like really kind of freaked out about how price varies dependent on country. And I was like, whoa, that's messed up. Yeah. But also I was just Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's so many kids that already exist. Yeah. It's like what country Um, you want it from, huh? How much money are you talking? Right. Yeah. And it feels a little like transactional, which is scary, but it's also okay. It does. It's for a good reason. So Uh now that we cover that, back to Tristan's question. Well, and I do want to point out that I, when I adopted my cat, it took like 45 minutes and I was super annoyed (laughs) with like how hard it was. So, uh, good work. Um, yeah. So, so then this, uh, 
uh, Eloise's parents came into your life or into someone else's life yeah. and they told you about it. Um, so yeah. yeah. So what is that like? Uh, are, are there terms of how often you meet up with them? Is it just kind of cash? No, it is super casual. It's kind of like having another set of in-laws for us. Um, and for us, it's like, it's beautiful. Um, they are very respectful of our family. They love our boys. Like our, our, our boys know that, um, Eloise is adopted. Wesley, especially my oldest, um, like has a concept of like, she grew in someone else's belly and we went to the court and like, he knows about that, but he doesn't understand that her biological family doesn't have to love him too. Um, because they just do, they just adore our boys. They buy them the perfect Christmas presents and they send text messages and they send, um, her birth mom sent a picture recently of her at Eloise's age and just, they look so much alike. Um, so they live, oh gosh, probably an hour, an hour and a half away. And so we don't get to see them as often as we would like to, but we do communicate, um, on Facebook and text message. And it's really just the the best scenario. Um, Eloise's birth mom was very young when she was pregnant. Um, and so she's been able to go back to school and, you know, do things with her life that maybe she wouldn't have had the opportunity to do if she was parenting a child. So I feel like we have, you know, we've given Eloise a life. Maybe she wouldn't have had, she's definitely loved by her first family and the extended family and all of that. Like that, that was not a question, but her birth mom has been able to do things with her life. Um, and that feels like the gift to me is that she's done things that she couldn't, she couldn't have done. Yeah. That's amazing. That is absolutely so great that like both of them, well, everybody benefited Eloise, her mom, I you guys, so. like, everybody's life improved. So. so Eloise yeah. is obviously yeah. pretty young at this point, but yeah, what do you, do you, do you foresee how this will transpire? Like the relationship between her and her birth mother? Yeah. Um, oh, I think about it a lot. And um, Eloise asks some pretty interesting questions and I have worked really hard to just be honest and only answer the questions that she's asking. Sometimes it's easy to go down like a rabbit trail and answer mm-hmm. all kinds of things and be like, Oh, that's not at all what you actually wanted to hear. So I'm going to shut my mouth now. <laughs> um, but I, I, I anticipate a day where she will ask me a question. That's not my, not my story to share and I will direct her to her birth mom or her birth grandma and say, you know, this is a conversation that if they want to share that with you, you know, I would welcome that conversation. And, and I think we have an open enough relationship that that will be possible. The thing that um, is a little more complicated in our situation is that her, her birth father and his family are not involved at all. I don't know. I don't know them. I don't know who they are. Um, they don't, I don't think know that Eloise exists. And thankfully right now, my kids are young enough to not know that, um, there is a, a male part of the creation process, (laughs) but there, there will come a day where we have to, uh, explain the logistics of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not looking forward to it. Um, and, you know, I'm just kind of still processing. I know that the right decisions were made and I know, um, but Eloise is going to have questions someday, I'm sure. And uh, I will direct her to her, her birth family and say, you know, if they, if they want to answer these questions for you, they can. And as she gets older, she may decide to seek things out. Um, that'll be up to her, but that's the only part of it that I'm like, not super looking forward to, but her birth family is amazing. And, um, I know that they'll be incredibly supportive of Eloise throughout, um, you know, the different seasons of her life. And they've been so supportive of us as a family and um, encouraging of us, uh, you know, doing the best we can raising her. And she seems to be a lot like her birth mom and her independence and sassiness and um, just strong, you know, she's just such a strong female um, she doesn't take nothing from anybody. And I love that about her and like such an inspiration. <laughs> if I can just like, like try and, um, 
I don't know the right word, like harness it a little bit, like mm-hmm. use yeah. your power for good and not for evil. Because there are times <laughs> where I like, oh, girl, you're getting a little too close to the edge there. <laughs> That's amazing. Our interview with Leanne was so good that we decided we needed to cut it into two episodes. So that was the first half. And in our next episode, you'll hear the second half from Leanne. So in the meantime, hit us up, baddestmothers at gmail.com if you have any questions for us or suggestions on new guests. Follow us on the internets at Baddest Mothers on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts and please take a moment to rate and review us. Thanks. We are Baddest Mothers in the Room. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Nellie, can you say bye-bye? She's waving.